This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Manzada, and I'm your gracious host, alongside me, Mr. Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you? Pretty good. Thank you for asking. Cool. It's very nice of you. We are here with the movie Microscope, celebrating a seminal film from the early 80s, The Beast Within. Or in Germany, as it's known, let me zoom in. Yeah. Das Beast Wittsinnens. <laughs> It's now, a- if you guys don't know what the movie Microscope is about, what we do is we, we take a film and we watch it with a different set of eyes. Rather than just enjoying the surface appeal and, and reacting to the large moments, we, we zoom in. We, 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 uh, we, we focus on the, the little moments that make a break. You know? So little scenes, uh, which I think, if, I think we'll all agree that our favorite movies, the things we love about them, aren't necessarily the, the, the big scenes. It's the little moments that spark a little twinkle in our eyes and we go home and fucking wet ourselves. So, for example, uh, if we were talking about uh, Breaker Morant, we would probably not be talking about the scene where he drives a Hyundai over his own foot. (laughs) Right? No. We would be talking about the big moments. (laughs) So The Beast Within was a film that, as a young... Well, the small moments. Justin just peed. No, I, I'm open to something, but you, you... open it. I want to hear it right, right next to the thing. Hell oh, yeah! It's a flavored water. No, they um, uh, mind if I zoom in yeah. on the flavored water? Um, lime. Neat. I'm gonna go grab mine. It's right there. That's go get scary. it. It's too far away. Let me get it for you. Um, we would focus on the small. You said the bigger moments. We would focus on the smaller moments yeah. of. Oh, is that what it is? But then, but you said bigger moments. I know. You messed up. I didn't. What I, it was it was comedy. Oh, it was intentional. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the remaining viewers. Listeners. <laughs> so anyway, um the Beast Within, I have never before I had watched this with you, I've never I'd never as a seen young, this. Movie. As a young muff, I, I was a huge fan. Because it has a transformation sequence, it has boobies, and it's awful. But it, back then, you thought it was pretty good, right? I thought it was very intense and creepy. It is creepy. And it's unsettling. Notorious in some way or another. It is unsettling be- for one reason, and that reason is the the actor that plays the Beast. Paul Clemens. It's tough. 
is, has a tough look about him. And he's it's a strange looking he makes man. Weird faces and weird sounds. He's not your typical. Uh, I guess he's a pallid piece of shit. He just looks strange. Yeah, I like and him. so he's 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 going to transform into this monster, um, and you believe it when yeah. you see him. You're thankful for the first time. You're thankful. When Can't wait for that transformation to happen. Can't wait for the improvement. It's it's like Olivia at the end of Greece. Exactly. <laughs> and there's actually uh, th- this is actually a musical. Yeah, right? and yeah. he rides a car into the into the mm-hmm. sky. Gonna get beast. Cause you're Paul Clemens, you're Paul Clemens, <laughs> and your face is fucking rude. Beast within. Oh my God! Go beast lightning! You're burning the Dakota my Beast lightning, beast within. <laughs> so um, we could do every song from Greece like that. You know that, right? You love Greece, so you know them all. Yeah. Summer beastin, had Rape, me raped on the road. <laughs> there is there's two rapes in this movie. I mean, but who's counting? No, it's very apparent. Yeah. Um, so what happens? So this movie. Filmed in 1982. Mm-hmm. Best year for movies. Yeah. Blade Runner and The Thing. The Thing, yeah. Um, this movie's And Running on Empty. Oh. Um, Jackson Brown? No, River Phoenix. I know, but Judd, he... Judd Hirsch. I know, but he wrote... Well, did the Jackson that Brown... That did not come out in 1982. But did Jackson Brown... Did the song Running on Empty play in the River Phoenix movie? I don't think it did. So, <clears throat> the beginning of this movie is... This is the setup. A couple, a, a couple just had just got married. I think that's what is going on. Starring Ronald Cox, Ronnie Cox, and Barb, uh, BB Besh. B- 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 Besh. They uh, are driving to their honeymoon, I believe. Ronnie Cox misses the turn. He has to take a Yui. Gets stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, "Damn it! I'll you stay here, honey. I'm gonna go to the gas station to get help." Mm-hmm. And because there, there's no cell phones back then. Nope. Uh, no other drivers he can flag down, apparently. It's, Zero. It's pretty late at night. But there is somebody who could provide assistance. Yeah? In the woods. Uh, yeah, you see this You see this mysterious figure um, approaching the car. You see him get out of a cellar and then approach a car. Um, it's very hard to see. Mm-hmm. Not very well shot. Certainly not well lit. Um, he first kills the dog. Who goes to investigate? Throws a dog. Yeah, and then he uh, rapes Baby Bish's character. I mean, is that really what happens? And it's a very disturbing. Are scene. you sure it's not consensual? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so then, sixty-four. That's when it's set. And so then, seventeen. They go. They cut to seventeen years later. After this, after the, after the cops discover the still alive Baby Bish. Um, they cut to 17 years later, and the same couple, their son is in the hospital because he has gotten sick. Their normal son has started to, something happens that the doctor cannot figure out. Yeah. That's the plot. And that's the beast within. What's happening to him, he's in the hospital because the beast within. Yeah. Right? That's, that's ultimately what the diagnosis is. Mm-hmm. Your son has beast within. And so you know that there's, you know, at the very beginning of the movie, you know already, but Moroni Cox knows this too. Uh, not his kid. Not his kid, and it's it's the kid is the, the result of this rape. And so they've let's hit... talk a little bit about that scene. 
Which scene? The the pre the rape. Okay. There there's a few things about that scene that really are interesting. He mistreats her. The beast within mistreats her. Well, he's not. That guy's not the beast within. The, he's just the original beast, right? Let's say let's, he's he's. I'm going to call it a condition. He had a case of beast within. Okay. Okay. He's walking around with beast within. He gives her everything, right? Um, and then th- that's that's awful. Mm-hmm. But he covers her in leaves. It's gross. It's a messy, it seems, messy re- re- leftovers. It seems like he. But he, it seems like what they're trying to show you, and I, and I can't, I couldn't tell because it's not, like I said, not well lit, well, well filmed. Um, it seems like he also scraped her up. I think there's oh, he a lot. Didn't treat her good. There's a lot of blood on her. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I don't think he's. I don't think it's for procreation. Well, I mean, no, I don't know what's happening. But the heart wants what the heart wants. It's a strange. It's it's disturbing. Okay, but what's more disturbing? Mm-hmm. Maybe not more disturbing. But the uh, when Ronnie Cox arrives, he looks for his wife, as, right. as as you do, and he finds her. Yes, and he carries her out. And the person who drove him there instantly—he's already there with a blanket. It's very nice of him. But instantly. Well, it's probably happened before. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, the tow truck guy. Yeah, but he has that blanket before he even knows what's going on, mm-hmm. which is bad storytelling. You didn't believe it. That's the only part of this movie that I don't like. That he has a blanket way too quickly. Did you see that they that guy's nickname was uh, in the credits? Early giver. No, the <laughs> it was uh, David Always Blankets Johnson. <laughs> okay, um, but he but yeah, oh, Brown Wall. Hey, hi Brown Wall. Yeah, it's it's a you know it's a strange start to a film. It's a. Uh, and then the strange cut to 17 years later, they're basically saying, uh, you know, their son, this is a bad, this is a bad thing. This is good. The, the, whatever their son's going through is linked to this original crime. Yeah. And now he's going to be a monster. Yeah. So we meet, we they meet. also advertise the movie like that. Like there's, there's a tra- They actually advertised the transformation in the, in the trailers and stuff. Right. right? The last really, 30 minutes of this movie are going to knock your shit. Apart. They really leaned into it. Yeah. How'd that work? Great. Movie, we're talking about it all these years later. Your fault. <laughs> so, uh, oh, by the way, another thing I noticed, like, as I we took notes, obviously, obviously, um, at the beginning of the movie where BB uh, Bish, uh, is that am I saying her name B. B. wrong? BB Bish, her character, uh, is you know, looking for the dog, sees the dog dead, mm-hmm. realizes it's the beast within original. Yeah, is gonna is is there and up to no good. Starts to run away. She gets knocked out by the woods. I don't remember that. Yes, the woods kicks her ass. She gets knocked out by a tree branch. Huh. As it's almost like you have to kind of at that point you have to kind of faint. Now this is a delicate subject, mm-hmm. but enough with the woods and the rapes, right? Trees, rapes, no go. Yeah, you you're talking about Evil Dead? Probably just. Yeah, you got in trouble. Is that what you're referring to? Sort of. You made a joke once. Look, I'm just saying that if you in the in the woods, you're not running that fast, and you're scared, and you hit your head on a branch. I don't think it's gonna knock you clean out. I wish you would rather her been conscious through that. I don't want her to be conscious. I want her to get away. Oh shit! That was another option. Mm-hmm. No, because the car didn't work. But no, they, you can't outrun the beast. At the it. end of the movie, also. 
there's a woman running from the a new beast within a new in woman the woods, too. and she also gets knocked out. But I think she just kind of faints. There, yeah. There's no tree branch involved. But the those scenes are very similar in the. Uh, oh well, the I mean the, the film really likes to pay off. It's about the dual, duality mm-hmm. of rapes, and also at the beginning of the movie, Ronnie Cox when he misses that turn. Yeah. Huge deal for him. He panics. And I guess that maybe he's thinking he really looks like he's just he, he oh shits himself. But he I wonder if he's panicking because he wanted to get a little honeymoon get to the honeymoon. Well, I mean, it is Neoba, Mississippi. One of the most popular honeymoon destinations in the globe. But uh he really does panic. He is he can't believe he missed that turn and then he fucks up super hard. Which part? Whenever <laughs> signing the contract. Well, leaving his wife in the near oh, the woods okay. is not a good idea. But even just getting the tire, it can't get the car out. I think it meant he fucks par- up parlaying deliverance. He fucks up the entire movie. Like his, he's never, he's worthless the entire film. He's probably a bad dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, but he's Ronnie Cox. Yeah, and he's pretty great. Yeah, Doctor Odom. That's the guy doing all the work. What in the in the hospital? Yeah, you wrote that down, huh? I did. You like this name? Nope. So what is it about the lead actor that throws you for a loop? It's his nostrils for me. They really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucked in air. He uh, is strange. To, to, he's so strange looking in this movie. Now, I'm not saying he's a strange looking man now. Maybe he's he grown fine. into his he looks. Fine now. It, it may, I just thought maybe they had done something to his face a little bit in this to make him look already kind of transforming. No, I'm not. I'm not convinced the grammar I used is correct on my notes. Yeah, I wrote nostrils are a godforsake. <laughs> is that proper? I don't think it is. But you know, you have to admit, um, his nostrils may be fucked up, but what a performance! You know, still, still talking about him. Perfect. Um, I got a little trivia question for you. Uh-huh. Do you remember the name of the local newspaper? Which features a little bit more prominently than it should in this film. I know it's... What was the name of the town? Niobe. The Niobe Outlook. Fuck, you got it! You did it! You know, I, I'm a huge fan of the micro, Microsoft, though. That's why I, anytime I there's something named after a Microsoft application, I, I clock it. Nice. Uh-huh. Um... Do you know what the Nioba Outlook was next to? What store it was next to? The the offices of the paper? Yeah. What? Crumple Penis. The Yum Yum Donut Shop. Oh, okay. The, the, on the other side is Crumple Penis. Yes. You should have specified which size. Now, there's a there's a town cover-up. So what happens is when the, when the son gets sick, for some reason they decide, the, the, the couple, his parents decide to go to the old town to investigate her... 17 year old rape they they want to figure out if this original father the rapist had passed any like genetically passed any diseases to this boy yeah and so they go to investigate and there's then you soon find out that there was a big town cover-up about this creature or whoever and you don't know why right but there's a there's a there's a cover-up involved and and they did a pretty good job for 17 years. Don't you think? You got to give them an A-plus on cover-up. Yeah. But what happens whenever things start to go wrong? 
because of truth is eventually going to come out. It's coming out. <laughs> the beast within is coming out. Well, out. And, I mean, the truth is coming out. And so, um, okay. If this film were done today, mm-hmm. it'd be different. It would be. Because they just 23 and me that shit. <laughs> yeah. You've got but they also wouldn't partial like... Scandinavian bloodline. You've got Beast Within, a little Italian. They also wouldn't make the rape like... What they did in this is they they were like... Uh, they they open both rapes in this movie. They open... They expose both women's breasts like for, for the audience. They're like, hey, guess what, guys? Here's a little... A boob shot, and then rape. And it, but the they might is, have handled if they're going to do this movie now. They might have shown you know, more. Maybe made that <laughs> shown more. <laughs> maybe try to make that more implied. I guess, oh, and I not see. try to like, hey, hey, sexualize it, make it hot. Yeah, it's or, not hot. It's not hot, but they wouldn't have done that. You know, I, that's I th- and they do that, and it's weird. It's a weird thing that they do it the same both times. The eighties. There yeah. was, it's funny, the 80s, it seemed as if there was a formula. Because there was a lot of movies that featured nudity in the wrong situations. Right. Where, where a victim is exposed. Right. And mm-hmm. rape was rather prominent back then, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still prominent, but it's not. In, in movies, yeah, you're talking uh, about. Yeah. But extra, you're talking extra about extra. Very, very similar. Actually, I, got, I get these two mixed up some, somewhat. Do you think extra is a better movie than this? I love extra. I I. Maybe we should watch that too. That movie always bothered me too, though. I mean, okay. this—I never saw this, but Extra really disturbed me when I saw it. Oh my god! Because the woman has she gives birth overnight and blows up basically. She gives birth to a full-grown man. Yeah, which is rock hard. And she doesn't make it. I don't remember that. She doesn't live through that. I mean, of course not. But she, yeah, she's she's in the Guinness Book. <laughs> my favorite is just the, the shot of the Extra on the side of the road. That part just makes. Well, me it's, I love it too, but it's creepy. Duh. And cute. And a little cute. Super it's adorable. Um, and that's a great title too. The Beast Within is not. They, they, here's the zoom in for you: is that they sold this title, this author that he came up with the Beast, Beast Within, sold it to a studio, and said he was going to write a book based on it. Missed his deadline, and so they had the title. They gave it over to Tom Holland to write. He did. And what is Tom Holland known for? Known for Fright Night? Hell yeah. Um, what else did he write? He wrote a couple things. Mr. Holland's Opus? Yes. Oh, that's what Fright Night is. Uh, wrote and directed Fright Night, right? He directed Killed it. Killed it. Yeah, he nailed it to the wall. And, uh, and then he, which is such a better film He than may this. have done Halloween 3? No. No. Tom McLaughlin or Tom? I don't think Tom Some McLaughlin. other dumb Tom. Uh, um, Back in the '80s, it was okay to be named Tom. But then, my to end the zoom in, this guy that originally sold the title missed the deadline. Tom Holland, you know, wrote the book, uh, wrote the screenplay. Then the guy based his book off of Tom Holland's screenplay. That's pretty great. What are you What are you getting? Get my drink. Getting your notes. Something I need. Hold on. Let's look what else Tom Holland did. I should know because. Fright Night's super great. Um, I love it so much. And he probably did Fright Night too, I imagine. Um, this was not his best work. He said he has problems with this film. He he said that... And plus this film, by the way, as gross as, as it is, had to make a lot of cuts to um, to get the R rating. Because I guess it was a lot grosser. 
Are you okay? I'm fine. What's happening? Don't you worry about it, sir. Did I did I bore you? He did uh he directed child's play. Well that's dumb. And he drank directed uh one of our favorites. The Lang the Langoliers miniseries. Jesus Christ. He did the temp, which you remember that, right? Yeah, it's got a uh, Lara Flynn Boyle. I think so. James yeah. Spader. I don't know Spader. No, Timothy Hutton. Yeah. Spader was in secretary. He did Thinner. Starring Robert John Burke. And Hot. Hot. Uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, tell Kari Car Were. Yep. Nice. Nice, Justin. He did a movie called The Stranger Within. What? Killed it. So anyway. Is it a Ted Bundy one? Oh, is it? Fuck him. Maybe not. Ricky Schroeder, isn't it? Worse than Ted Bundy. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's that's uh, and Chris Randall was in that. Oh, they work together again. Beast Within. Yeah. So the majority of the movie is build up to watch this little ugly kid learn about what a piece of shit he is, and uh, for people to die weird and ugly. Keeps leaving the hospital. Yeah, there's no security at the hospital. He leaves on his own. Parents are clueless. They're helicopter parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, he keeps getting into trouble. Uh, is it believable love affair that he has with this girl? So what happens is he leaves the hospital and he... Um, so they'll, they'll do this thing in the movie where they go... They say like, uh, what, night one or something? The first yeah. night. The second night. The third night. So you know the transformation is coming. Yeah. Uh, the first night, um, he... Kills somebody in the town. Hamburger kill. Yeah, it's gross. We'll talk about that. And then he afterwards he goes and it's like he comes out of a trance and 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 he uh, nears himself. Is that the right word? Yeah. To a uh, 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 he nears himself towards the hottest teenager in town. Her house. Yeah. She takes him in, takes care of him a little bit. Are you, are you asking me? Do I believe that romance? Yes. Do I believe this sheltered young lass would be in any way interested in this? Um, Letter jacket wearing weirdo. Yeah. He does have his letter jacket on the whole movie. But no letters on it. There is a letter on it. What is it? B within? Yeah. Okay. He got his, he got his, he lettered in beasting. Um, anyway, let's talk about that first death. Gets out of the hospital and he goes to visit uh, the town more, not the town mortician. Who is that guy? He's like a town. Is he man, a oh, judge? he's a newspaper guy. Oh, he's a newspaper. That's right. Yeah. And the newspaper guy. He's a repulsive looking individual. Newspaper guy? Yeah. Actually, I could say that about most everybody in the film. <laughs> he is outside his door. That guy opens it, and there's groceries there. And he assumes that our main character here, who we didn't write his name down, we'll just call him the Beast Within, um, he he thinks he's the guy that delivered his groceries and invites him in. Ooh, first mistake. You know Second mistake. And, and the thing is, the guy actually tries to be good to him. He tries to kid around and joke around. But he also then tries to feed him. Tries to feed him, takes out this raw meat. It's a very strange sequence. He takes out this raw meat and starts to prepare it, like starts to uh, pound it, and and, and then he pours some shit and massage it. it, yeah, and gets it weird. <laughs> and then the beast within guy kills him. And so the whole death sequence is he as he's being killed, he's still smushing that meat with his feet and stuff. It is very strange, very weird. Doesn't um, he feast on him a little bit? He eats his neck. Yeah. But as he's eating his neck, you see the guy's 
feet went into this yeah. raw meat. He's got a little bit of meat feet. That's Philip Morris, right? That's one of his trademarks. Feet That's meat. the director. Yeah. So, what did you think of that? Is that a? Is that it a? It stuck with me as a child. It was. It was morbid, gross, weird. Worse. Th- so he's getting murdered, and that's and they're showing blood spurting, but the meat feet's worse, right? Much worse. Well, much worse. Um, do you think they use real meat? Yes. That's a waste. That poor pig, or whoever, whatever they, the cow. Sometimes they make steak at it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they 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 they, they cooked it up after the scene? I don't think they did. Or threw it out. Old meat feet. <laughs> <laughs> Original title for the film. Wish I would have kept it. Um. Oh God! Here, let me come and help you. <laughs> so he shows up at this girl's house. Now, this girl is somewhat attractive. Yeah, she's pretty. She's got a rude father, but she's somewhat attractive. Overprotective father and abusive father, mm-hmm. and a bad, ugly. Weed. He's overprotective, but he's she's right. This guy shouldn't be around her. He's a beast within. Yeah, but he doesn't know that initially. Mm-hmm. The father. At that stage of the story, the father is no better than the beast within. Yeah. And he looks very much like somebody. He looks like a mixture of Clint Howard, Craig T. Nelson, and Jeremy Piven. Did you notice a little Easter egg in this? Tell us. So, after he gets out of the hospital the first night, he's in a car. Okay. That's not an Easter egg. The beast drive-in. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Is that an Easter egg, or is that just a weird... uh, I'm going to call it an Easter egg. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, There's another thing that's gross about this film. Bow ties. Yes. A lot of guys wearing bow ties. Well, did you... Okay, so... Their idea of the South. Mm-hmm. This is obviously somebody's 30,000-foot view of the South. The mm-hmm. accents are nightmarish. Right. The people are dumber than a bag of fuck. Yes. And they wear bow ties. So there's a scene at the end. We'll skip there real quick. I'm going to give you a little zoom in on the bow tie. I read this all like an IMDb trivia, so there's who cares, right? But there's a scene they cut out involving they, a bow tie. And there's one where they cut out. With a Did t- you know this? Did you read this well, too? I'm, okay, go ahead and tell yours. Did you know it though? No. So there's a scene at the end where the, the last town member that is involved in this cover-up, the last fi- family member, um, is in, they're trying to protect him. He's like in a prison... So they're trying to protect him within the fully transformed, grotesque beast within. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, I don't know why he didn't leave town, but he's just goes straight to in the jail cell, uh, gets to, to get decapitated, which happens through the wall, like beast within crumbles. The Another wall. scene that I was a favorite when I was a youngin. Um, gets decapitated in the the original cut. His bow tie goes flying into his bloody bow tie goes flying into the toilet. And spins around. Oh my god, that would have been huge. And they said that that is the that was a, just a bridge too far for them, the MPAA or whatever. Oh wow! And they cut it out. What, how do you feel about that? Huge, missed opportunity. Huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene they cut out at the beginning that I thought would have probably started the film off better. There's a shot of um, after the uh, the assault on the on the woman. There's a scene of the beast within sitting on a park bench with his legs crossed, smoking a cigarette. The original beast within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You th- you don't you wish that they smoking a cigarette? A postcoital beast within. They didn't use it, but if you look at the one sheet of the film, it's that's the one sheet. It's like Forrest Gump, <laughs> right? A yeah. little bit like that kind of Forrest Hump. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. 
I'm trying to like read my notes, and they're just like a sad. There's like a sad scratches. I, I, I loved it when Roger Ebert would say that in his <laughs> reviews. Not reviewing it. I mean, if we're reviewing this, I'm going to give this a bad grade because I did not like it. Um, he goes for a walk with that woman later. How does that work out? And so he goes for a walk with her. You know, asked her to go for a walk into the bog. They go for a walk in the bog. He starts to have a weird like. What happens with him is when he starts to like feel like uh, he gets overtaken by his urges, like, and you hear these uh, cicadas in, on the soundtrack, and it, constantly, it, and he holds his ears like he doesn't want to hear them because he does, certainly doesn't want to uh, attack his new his his love interest. And so they're walking. He falls to the ground, holding his ears, like kind of screaming. Uh, which is a weird thing to do, like on a first date, I'd say. <laughs> For some, uh, and then he recovers, like he he suppresses his urges. And then he starts. That's a Mac move right there. He starts making out with her. I mean, that you have to hand it to him. I just realized something. What? I'm looking for my note where it says "constant cicada sound," uh huh, and I realized that it's from Captain Marvel. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a there's a scene where there's constant cicadas going in Captain Marvel. Oh, really? And there's constant cicadas. Oh, because you, you got mad at that scene because they were outside. Badly, you... ba- yeah, bad sound design. Yeah. But I was looking for it here because this is the cicada movie. Yeah. This has always been the cicada movie to me. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they don't even show a damn cicada. Mm-mm. Anyway, what I'm saying is, falls to the ground. He's look. He already looks really weird. Doesn't have a change of clothes. Um, he starts screaming at some sound that no one could hear but him. And then he, like, puts on the charm mm-hmm. like on his knees. Yeah. It starts to work. And well, he starts to they start well, to get hot and heavy. Something interrupts it. The dad, isn't it? Her dad. Don't like they find a body part. Oh, that's right. The dog brings a hand. No, it's yes, it is. The dog brings a hand. <laughs> I can see how you might confuse that with her father. <laughs> Sorry. The dog rolls rolls up with a hand and drops it on the bodies. No, he drops it on her head, <laughs> and that's the coldest cock block of all oh time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, but it is a huge. They like, call that is that that's third base. He threw water on the situation. Yeah, and um, you see the thing is the guy recovered from his his mental breakdown. You think he could he's maybe about to, he's about to lay pipe. He might be able to recover from that too. Like if he's if, he, if he's, if he's that, good. that good. Yeah. Um, well, he does get another opportunity later in the film, sort of. Yeah. And then he then he then he has another opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> he takes takes advantage of that. Yeah, horror, he's very aggressive. Um. Anyway, he drop. They drop a. What happens? Is what I confused. I skipped over it. Dog drops the limb, uh, uh, and then they call the police. Everybody comes, out, and then her father comes. That's when he gets mad. He's, he's furious. He said, "Why are you making out with um, the beast within?" Beast within. Yeah. And they said, "He's not the beast within yet." And, and the guy goes, "He hasn't transformed yet." What? <laughs> he, he looks at the film's running time. He goes, "Oh, I've, I've the marketing was okay." They, they, the the actor is confused. They have applied the makeup, right? I mean, this is what he's going to look like. They're like, no, there's no makeup yet. You know what's funny is, uh, so this is a precursor to them doing an excavation of the bog mm-hmm. to see if there may be a body, another body or something. Right. There's 36 bodies. Oh, that's right. And they it's ex- not a big deal, apparently. They're, they're, they're not, I would be fucking pretty bowled over if there was They're pulling like rib cages out of the they're bog. They're finding fucking dicks. They're finding everything. They're f- and 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 yeah, 36 bodies. Nobody's shitting themselves. Uh-uh. I'd but be losing my I'd be losing my business if I, there was 36 bodies in the bog. Do you know what what I thought was most um interesting about that scene? The dog? Ronnie Cox's out, uh, his outerwear. Tell us. He's rolling large with like a big 
coat. Oh, he's wearing that badass 70s shit. And then he's helping them dig up bodies, doesn't take off the coat. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, he's keeping that coat on. It is It is a looking like a, um, it's kind of pimpish, I guess, like a, yeah. an outfit like that. He's pimping out his son. Um, do pimps typically not have the ability to raise a child? Ronnie Cox is dog shit at, at everything. Shitty driver. <laughs> shitty getting helper. Shitty father can't even make a kid. Has to have the beast within do his hard work for him. And yeah, he can't pick out a good coat. That's what I'm saying. Um, and doesn't. And he loses his he loses his cool at the drop of a hat. Did he ever ever have any cool to lose? <laughs> Man, he fucked up. He's out there. And the the thing about this that really I loved is that he gets in he gets in on the investigation with the cops. And he takes charge. Like, the cops follow Ronnie Cox's lead. He, they follow the dad's lead. Remember? Mm-hmm. He's, like, always stepping first into every crime scene. He's, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. Like, crazy in this. Yeah. Like, he's... He's a... Remember, they, they go to this house. They find this house where all this originated. Ronnie Cox is the first down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just... He takes over. He's, he starts leading the brigade. Why? Why would you let him? He sucks. You know, it's funny. Is mm-hmm. this? May, I may have some clues to why our podcast isn't a huge hit. Um, no one knows about I it. I can't read half my notes. I can't read my notes either. <laughs> and when I can read them, it says something like, "Maybe pull focus." Yeah, well, you were, f- and then it says, "Crumpled money." You were. F- <laughs> <laughs> you were tired during this. There's no excuse for this. I'm excited about for what we what we did was. I think this is neat. We're the only two people on Earth, for sure. I guarantee it, that saw Captain Marvel and then went back to your house and watched the Beast Within. We're definitely the only people that went back to my house. Well, no, but but we were the only people that had that one-two combo. First of all, we saw an early... That's a good shot. We saw it because we saw an early screening that not a lot of people had access to. So we saw it ahead of time. Yeah. And then we followed up. And then we, we we recorded a shitty podcast for that. Yeah. And then we watched the beast from then. And then I wrote another note of interest: snarling, and the guy screams with his asshole out. Well, that's a pretty good one. And then there's one that says holding pattern, and there's one that says the confidence of a fully Jedi killer. That's a good note. Did I, we do serious amounts of drugs? <laughs> I did. I had a notice that her for the second night, her hips creaked, and now I remember what that is. Okay, one of the bones. That they discover has a has a uh, metal right. joint. Oh, she's got a yeah. And so they're able to tie that to another victim, like who that was. Right. He remembers her by her knob. Her and what had happened bone. was these people weren't murdered. Like the, the bodies that they dug up, they were dead people that were dug up from the graveyard and then placed elsewhere. Remember, that's what they figure out. Like, well, they, she was already dead. How could why? Do we ever explain why that was? Well, yeah, of course. That's what happened. The whole point of the movie. It, Let's hear it. The what happened was. The the reason there's a cover up in town is because I think the girl's dad that we I think that's what happened the love interest dad finds his wife and another man having sex. This is this is not on film. This is the story. No, they don't like consensual sex in this film. <laughs> so he kills the wife, takes the man, lo- beats him up, locks him down in the cellar, um, and then he. They starve him there 
they torture him, they starve him, and then they throw the dead wife's body down there. He has to eat it, and then they keep feeding him dead bodies. That's the, and then he eventually breaks out. That's how he becomes the beast. That's within. how he becomes the beast within. And so, so you, if you eat enough dead bodies, you're going to be able to transform. So the whole, but the whole town is in on it. Like, so the guy kills his wife, and then his brothers or something, his they help him. Like, they go with the plan. They're like, but you know, they did put something in the grave where the graves are. Do you remember? Hmm. They dig up a grave. Okay. And there's something in there. What? Nothing but rocks. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why? You, I mean, and then they they do it 36 times. They feed this guy 36 bodies. Seems a little excessive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps saying, like, they, they keep showing footage, like, they flashbacks, and they throw another body down there, and he goes, can I get fries with that? Every time. Yep. That's one of the best parts of the movie. I love it. Yeah. I thought it was cool, though, that they, they would... Um, that they gave him fries? No, they never gave him the fries. <laughs> but they brought him That down. was the torture. Uh-huh. Never gave him fries. Yeah, they gave him hash browns, and he fucking hates them. <laughs> but... I love the fact that the Beast Within was down there with the Sony Walkman listening to tunes. That was kind of cool. That's they, just, they, they have they a kept cutting away to him down there enjoying. It's like bobbing his head, big old muffy earlobes. Um, Tom Holland said that there's more to that backstory in the book. In his I, original screenplay, nail that book down. Well, not in the book. In his original screenplay, we need to nail that book down. You know, yeah. it's good. I mean, that's a how could it be better? Um, let me read my notes. we're reading sounds like I took a lot of notes actually but I can't I just can't read one of the best films um one of the things I love about this movie is that you know they they keep teasing this last 30 minutes of the movie Uh when in reality it's basically the last 10 minutes of the movie that you really need to give a shit about Mm -hmm. and even though it's the biggest moment in the film I'd like to talk about it the transformation sequence is loving yes you love the you love the transformation I love it I love it so much Mm mm-hmm it is not seamless special effects. No. That's they because the guy is a shit looking guy already. He actually improves when he becomes the beast within. So he gets real sick. Eh. He's in the hospital bed. Everybody's trying to investigate what's going on. There's all these deaths that are happening. So uh, other people are getting killed by this kid too. And then he's always going. He's always like fainting somewhere. They're bringing him back to the hospital. So the final transformation formation sequence. Yeah, it starts to happen. It starts to go real weird. Yeah. Like, real strange. So there's this, the cicada element. There's something tying the beast within to cicadas. There's something connecting them. Yeah, there is. Because the cicadas have a life cycle as well. Right. And the beast within manifests during the cicadas. They don't season. explain it too much in the movie. That's another thing that, like I said, that Tom Holland said that was in the script that they kind of cut out. I think out. the sound of the cicadas or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, he, there was a lot it's of... Like his there was, signal. There was, like a leg, there was like a cicada monster, a legend, some, some kind of thing that was very much tied well, into this. yeah, R&B legend John Cicada. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> but the transformation sequence, it's pretty gross. It's pretty... It's not, I, I would say, I think at the time probably was very uh, um, rough to look at. Like, very, like, scary. But now it just seems a little silly. You still love it, though. I love it. Because it's bladder effects. And his face. His face. Okay, so the way that they, it's it's all in the editing. He starts to make horrible faces. He starts to look all scared and tortured. And he's his face is bulging and all that. And it's nice. It's fine. And then he transforms. And then instantly... Oh. <laughs> and then inst- first is this amazing shot uh-huh. 
that's a puppet with a tongue coming out. Right. That yeah. is otherworldly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we see him, we don't know. We hear BB Bash scream like, "Oh no!" Mm. And then she doesn't say that, but she says something like that. And then the next shot, his head is inflated. Yeah, got a wide head, a super wide head. Yeah, Devon Ioki esque. And then there's another shot. Actually, she looks. She's actually, she's become a relatively interesting person. Anyway, not important. She was always beautiful. What are you talking about? Anyway. Then there's another shot of him with a huge head. And then apparently the zit pops in between scenes because the next shot, he's the beast within. Mm-hmm. He's like, ugh. And it's, the zit has popped and he's in, in that form. But well, then they, he becomes even more of a beast within later in the film. Well, they said that, um, you mean they alluded to earlier that there's something growing underneath his skin. And that's the, it's like he's becoming, he's like transforming into inside himself into this monster. And then it has to rip out of his original skin, like a cicada, I guess, right? Cicadas, yeah. shedder skin. Um, there's he's sh- the beast is shedding this this fucking idiot, this kid. Yeah. Um. And then it's like a jawbreaker, like mm-hmm. layers and layers of of deliciousness. Mm-hmm. I think there were probably other. We probably missed out on quite a few phases of the beast within if we if they let it run its course. Right. I bet you would have been a charming little thing at the end. He doesn't. The, the, what, what they're suggesting, though, is that he's not coming back. To, he's not gonna like a werewolf. Werewolf. Thank you. Or, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they, they don't transform back into their original look. Impossible. His original look is and self is destroyed by this thing that's born out of him, which is the hero of the film. I, I, his, I thought it was unnecessary when his mom high fived it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty bad when it. When it looked at his skin on the ground and gagged, his skin is later in a tree. Like the the, the monster, I think, goes up and slam dunks it into a tree br- tree branches. <laughs> um, it's it's actually high fiving the tree, <laughs> but it's just uh, they, they do get rid of him. Um, this ho- it's a hollowed out version, like a replica of the actor, which actually looks better. Better, yeah, yeah. I'd say. Um, There's a, some behind the scenes footage of the makeup people vomiting in the trailer as they were setting him up. Before they started doing any work, here's the thing: when you have a movie that's casting uh, a percentage of people who aren't professional actors, this is what you get when you fucking open the hornet's nest. Well, they gave all the money to Ronnie Cox and uh, BB. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who do you think was the best actor in this? Who was the best? Uh huh. BB. Who do you think was the biggest Cox? Peace within. Um, no, but I love I love the transformation. I love it. And, you know, it makes me feel like the transformation makes me feel bad. I don't like it. Was gross, and it, that's it, the point. But it looks super gross. I don't like it. Makes me sad. <laughs> I felt bad watching it. There's a thing that comes out of his back. Remember, like they keep yeah. showing this thing ripping open his back yeah. when she tried to bandage it up. Bandage up. It's just it's it looks bad. It looks like special effects. It's super gross. I don't like it. It's the 80s. That's I what's so glorious but about the, the but 80s. The 80s. That would I, never happen now. I love the transformation effects in other films. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it, those are in, typically in better films. Right. And also, there's a meanness and a... There is a meanness to this film, yeah. for sure. But it's also a, a, a revenge tale um, where these guys are kind of reaping what they sowed, right? The cover-up, they're getting killed because of the cover-up. This would actually make a great... 
Netflix series. <laughs> what wouldn't? Why would it? Because it's a it's about I love you know the small town mystery mm-hmm. is a huge huge plot it's a, a huge story thing now. Mm-hmm. People love small towns with a troubled past. So you could actually build into that, you know, you could build to the mythology of it, and then you could do it right. I mean, the, there's some interesting ideas at play here. Is there? A pl- there's plenty of movies though where the main character is has something inside of them that they're trying to suppress, but it's eventually going to come out. There's plenty of movies like that. Every movie with pregnancy. Um, what you're saying is I shouldn't pitch this. As no, a- you should, <laughs> for sure. Um. And actually, it's it's perfect because at the end of the movie, he owns. A, he no, there's another. There's another awful rape, and then they're gonna show that means what they're setting up is 17 years later that this is gonna happen again. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and there's a bed and breakfast in in Niobe. Yeah. And the name of the show is The Beast with an Inn. Hmm. <laughs> See. The beast with an end. Yeah, he's got yeah. a little. You know, he needs a friendly sort. Just don't spend the night. Hmm. So you didn't like it? You didn't think it was great? I bought it. No, I rented it this time. I learned Did a you? lesson. I rented it. But you said it was like thirteen bucks on iTunes. Yeah, I rented it. There is a. I, I did. You know, we should. That's one thing we should do on the show is talk about how we saw it or watched it because sometimes you can stream it. I think. Nick had rented it this time, and I watched it here, which we don't often do, right? We don't watch a lot of these movies together. We've watched a couple. Together, yeah. Which one? We like watching movies together. We watched Captain Marvel together. We watched Mm -hmm. one of the other ones recently. We watched Vamp together. That was fun. And for future installment, we watched uh, Debbie Does Dallas together. (laughs) Um, I have not seen that movie. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. I've never watched it. Is it? Like, is it? It's not straight up porno, is it? It's it's, super straight up porno. It is? Oh, yeah. I never watched it. Very bad. Um, it's very, I don't know why we're, it, there are, it's. I thought there's legit actors in it. One of them sort of was, but no, there are very long shots of sex from a bad camera angle and it never moves and it's. Is it like Caligula or whatever that no. it's like spliced in porn? No. To a legit film? It's not a legit Isn't that no. what Caligula was? Like they sliced in like, spliced in. Something like that. The Beast Within? <laughs> Um, so what, what no tell okay so you you kind of mentioned an idea for the sequel to this what what other what other things would what what's another good idea like how, what would what would be like seventeen years later like if this was successful and had a sequel mm-hmm. how could they have differentiated because one thing that they did in this it's a revenge tale and they're killing off people in that involved in the cover up so there's no cover up this time I think it'd be cool if the if the new one is she gives direct birth to the actual beast within. Oh, he's already beasted. Yeah, and he slowly becomes Paul Clement, and he layers upon layers, and he's it's a, he's a ugly boy at the end. And the whole time they're trying to stop it from happening, they know that's coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they keep they keep you know he wins prom king like all that they keep trying all these things to divert him, mm. nothing works. They gave him a modeling career, beast within doing the runway. Well, okay, so here's here's what I was thinking of today. Um, and this movie reminded me of something else, actually. Another movie that Remember doing. the Titans. <laughs> but I was thinking about Teen Wolf today, as I often do. <laughs> and uh, is Teen Wolf the only 
movie where when a transformation happens, um, and maybe like the Shaggy DA was like this too, that the person still knows that they're exactly the same. They're just now a monster. You know what I'm saying? And so usually with a werewolf movie, at least the person is their animal instincts, instincts take over Mm -hmm. and they are like bloodthirsty and they're no longer in control of themselves. Um, and Teen Wolf, he's he's just a wolf, like a he's wolf. Just a hairy, he's just a hairy version of himself. I, Nick had noticed. Nick had noticed. I can't say wolf. By the way, it's all right. It's regional. You're probably born in a shitty part of the world. <laughs> uh, but he plays. He he knows he can play basketball better, mm-hmm. and he has a more. Um, he remember his eyes go red sometimes, and he can threaten people. But for the most part, he isn't. He's certainly not killing anybody. Maybe hurting them. I guess he does have some soul man. I don't know where I'm going with this. That I thought the anyway, the Beast Within reminded me of some movie now a little bit. Now I, I should have written it down. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. San Andreas <laughs> nailed it. Okay, so Justin. Mm-hmm. The new part of our show. We have a new part? If you were to open up a theme restaurant, <laughs> a la Planet Hollywood, for mm. The Beast Within, what would be your... Sig- well, so, okay, so, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off here. So, would it be a theme restaurant celebrating The Beast Within, or would it be a dish at a Hollywood theme restaurant? No, what? it would be an entire... Phew. So, you'd have to, like, plan out the whole menu according to the yeah, plot Yeah, but I'm just asking movie. you to name your one signature dish... Hmm. Or your one signature feature of the building, there's going to be one thing that's the hook or whatever, or the, or what would would be the main contribution that you would think of. By the way, I would eat, I would totally eat at this place. Of course you would, be a staple. I would do a little steak tartare. I get it. And put a little, um, uh, maybe a little like fried chicken wing fried chicken nugget shaped as a foot in the middle of it <laughs> that would work right yeah i mean that's yeah it's deep. a little meat meat yeah. feet yeah i that's what good. would you do what would be your signature um <laughs> you don't know i would probably what i would do is i would have i would have all of my food inflate halfway through the meal Probably an expensive, probably an expensive way to go. Um, Let me ask you this. This is what I'm asking you about. This this could also be a new thing that we do. Let's say that there's so many movies. There's so many movies, obviously, that you can't. I mean, they're how are you going to keep them going forever? Like, there's so many movies that like they're just all like vying for your attention. You're asking like, how could we keep that chain in business? That movie? That no, no, just in restaurant. Because I got a I got a business plan. Okay, you have a different question. Okay, what were you going to say? I hope you have because I've, I've every. Do you, do you I, have more about this restaurant? No, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I'm just saying that. So let's say that we. we I can't. won't accept no for an answer. <laughs> um, what would you? Okay, so what's the if you were asked, like we can't pre- preserve this whole film. What would what would be the one thing you took away? Well, that's the desert. That's the next one, the desert island thing. Like, what's the one thing that would? Yeah. What's the? De- I don't understand. I can't remember that. If you were on a desert island, what? What would you preserve from the beast within? What would be okay, so, you cling okay. to? So back it up and then you do that then. No, we're here. 
Um, so do you have to take it? Any of it? Can I just leave it? <laughs> do I have to take something? That'd be a sad desert island thing. Stuck with the piece of the beast within. Says you. I would. It has to, is it from a? Would you have to use it in some way? No. To survive? No. What I honestly? Because you could use his blown up face to try to get off the island. You know his bladder effects. Anyway, go ahead. What what I would do? I would have the puppet with the tongue. Mm-hmm. You don't have to explain why. You don't have to explain why. I get it. Could you? Cause, could, I get you're, it. You're not right. You're not. You're not. I am right. You're not going down the right path. Well, now I am because I know you. Didn't, maybe you didn't think of it, but now you are. Got it. <laughs> the waggling tongue. I know why. No, here's here's what I would use it for. I know what you'd use it Can for. Can I tell you? You did. So, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a rescue ship arrives, <laughs> and they see him. They see a man grinding on <laughs> puppet head. <laughs> and, they, and they get the fuck out of there. <laughs> the, a rescue team arrives at the island. Yeah, I'm hiding behind a rock. The head pops up and says. Go home. I'm all right. <laughs> I know why you're hiding behind that rock. <laughs> I don't know why you're holding that head. Which character do you most identify with from the Beast with? <laughs> oh man, who do I identify with? What would I take? You didn't even ask me what I would take. Oh yeah. Oh, well, the head. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, what was that you said? That... Which character do you most identify with? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I guess the the one I I guess that I would wish I would be most like or I don't the sheriff of remember the sheriff the the silver haired fox mm-hmm. yeah the guy from Cliffhanger is he in Cliffhanger yeah I mean uh, the Edge sorry the Edge is he in that the Edge you, yeah, a movie yeah. you really like yeah I guess I would identify with him because he looks like he is um, he's a good person he's not involved in the cover up. Um, and he's completely ineffective in mm. everything he does. So he looks like he's like he's going to take charge. Never does. Always fails. There's no. He's got no arc. I guess I kind of relate yeah. to that in a way. Yeah. Someone that everybody likes but has no use for. Okay. That's actually getting sad. That's good. How about you? Uh, BB Besh uh, getting raped at the beginning and having to carry a piece of shit around for 17 years. If you were to recast. <laughs> No further explanation. If you were to recast a lead role, okay, who would you who would you get? Pick a modern day Paul. Clark. Well, they sell thousands for this. They sell thousands of thousands of actors for yeah. this. Can you imagine who was up for this and they turned down? Yeah. What if they turned on like Brad Pitt or, or like Hanks or something? You know, yeah. who would I recast as the, as the mm-hmm. main role? Who would be well? Who would be a similar actor as this guy now? And th- this guy Dane, was Dane DeHaan. Yeah. Dandy Han would actually kill this role, though. Mm-hmm. He'd be better. 
Yeah. Old tired eyes. <laughs> who looks Frank like Sinatra? he... Isn't that Frank Sinatra? Who, who is who is someone that looks like they're kind of mid-transforming? Oh my God! Where do you where do you start? I know the perfect. Okay, Tim Allen. Was, Tim Allen could be Ronnie Cox's role. I didn't think I could hate Ronnie <laughs> Cox's character more. Um, all right, last last of these new things. If if you were to develop and produce a theme song. <laughs> To be entered in the Oscar competition for the Beast, it would be it'd be performed at the Oscar. Mm-hmm. The theme song and the title of that theme song, maybe even who would perform it. Well, we had some songs up, up top that would work. What do you mean? Um, from from Greece. Oh, yeah, it's true. If, so, who would perform the 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 maybe like the single from this? Right. Um. You too. Okay. Are you familiar with their song The Beast Within Without You Without You? <laughs> Do you know that one? They could just slide that into this. Yeah. And they have the guy from the edge already. Yes, they do. How about you? What would you I would do Cicada da- Barely Neuter. Barely neuter? <laughs> It'd be by Tim McGraw. Say it with such confidence. Yep. It'd be a country song. And some of the percussion would be cicada sounds. This is actually sounds good. Yeah. You should actually, because you're very musical, very musical and uh, write songs. That would be, that'd be nice for every show. Just write an original song about the movie. Record it and tag it onto the <laughs> podcast. Is it that hard? No, I don't <laughs> think so. <sighs> I don't do enough. Um... <laughs> Edit it, write an original song about it, make it funny. Yeah. Uh, sing it. Get Steven here. Get your friends that can play stuff. And then I'll take half credit somehow. Yeah. That sounds good. The funny <laughs> thing is, is that is totally what, what I would probably do. I'm, since I've already done a song about Belloc. Of course a, you would. And a song about. <laughs> you would be great at it. The entire Wings Halver, Wingshauser album. You would you'd be great at it. But, you know, you probably need me to at least cheer you on. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I need all 16 of our listeners to really just deliver. Summer loving, the beast within. Summer loving, I'm a murderer. Metal beast, crazy as shit. Metal girl, inside the woods. Summer days. Drifting away, oh, 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 summer nights. I wait, I wait, I wait. Tell me more, tell me more. Did you get very far? Yes, tell me more, tell me more. I can see you go.
That's where it ends So I told her We'd still be friends Then we made Our true love vow Wonder what She's doing Would you ever buy like a? Okay, so we you rented the movie. Okay, so there is a special edition of this movie. There's like a Blu-ray that's like commentary track I read, and like I said, we we Nick rented this on iTunes. I don't think it's. I don't think we really look for it. Is it a 4K? Did you look for it in anywhere else? Did you actually look for it on like Stars or something? Honestly, the scary thing is I looked for it on my shelf. I was astounded I don't own it. Yes. Because I've owned it on VHS and I'm, DVD. I'm surprised you don't own it, I guess. If there was a, like a special edition that came out, I'm surprised you don't have it. Yeah. Um, Did you see that they're doing a Videodrome, like a modern Videodrome thing where the guy's got like all the fucking equipment in him, the beats within? It's a little different. <laughs> sounds sounds good. Um, I'm just saying, would you, so would you buy this movie now after we watched it? Would you actually buy it on Blu-ray or, or buy it on iTunes? If it was a super loaded special edition, reasonably priced, yes, I'd buy it. Would you ever, would you pay for like an action figure if they made like a special like Beast Within action figure? Absolutely. Money, no object. Would you pay for a replica of that head with a waggling tongue? You already answered this one. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if I'd buy it. Well, no, of course you, you don't have a history with it. What is your history? It was it just a HBO. It was a horror movie. I watched a lot as a kid. Did how did you have access to it? Was it on HBO a lot? It was on, I'm sure, I'm sure. But I also, I'm, I know, I mean, we would go to the video oh. store daily mm-hmm. and rent shit. We could, there was a video store we could walk to. So I rented it multiple times. I huh? bought it. Yeah. That's one thing I, I was Now keep in mind. Yeah. Think, in, think about what was available in 1982-3 as far as options. Right. You've seen Alien. You've seen all the, you know, seen all the classics. Right. That was a golden era of movies in the genre, genre movies, science fiction and horror, where you literally spent two hours for 30 seconds of magic. I know, I know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's part and parcel with that era. Today, we would be furious if we saw that in a the theater. Yeah, I or if that. we rented it, it's just the, our our standards are higher. The we have access to everything. Back then, it was the it was almost you well, know, the, horror were, movies were in their pupa stage, we and they just, were experimenting with all the special effects yeah. like that, and make trying to make them work. Um, and there were breasts, so you know, you know, one thing we you know, I was a big horror fan growing up. Um, I was scared of it when I was a kid, and then it kind of made me really want to see the films once I got older. But you know, that's when the vi- you know video stores were really prevalent when we were kids and the one video store that we could actually because we were so young you know we weren't i don't know how old we were but they had this system that we that we were able to fix or able to uh jimmy to i don't know what the right term is to get so we could rent r-rated movies because they had these cards and 
uh, laminated cards, <clears throat> and they had the ratings on back, so the G through R. Mm-hmm. And what they did on after they laminated the cards, just in like a, a magic marker or like black crayon, they circled the this you know around the ratings that you could do. So if you were a kid, it would just have G through PG circled or. Mm-hmm. And you, we found out that you could just erase that with some rubbing alcohol and then just circle the whole damn thing. And it worked like when we were kids. Wow. That's how we rented them. So I, you had parents that would probably rent you those movies. Your parents didn't care, right? I, I became so tight with the video store people and there was no... But your parents also would it. take you to, not maybe movies like this, but they would take you to like, um, you know, like you said in the past, they would take you to scary films. They didn't... My parents weren't like that and so i had to kind of figure out my dad later kind of was but i had to figure out a system yeah no hey whatever it takes mm-hmm. see was that an interesting that's story way better than piracy because you're still paying for the shit mm-hmm. and and honestly of all the things in the world uh watching a, a shitty gory horror film is pretty harmless yeah of course i mean it didn't make you want to go out and rape and transform right no 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 i'm just i never watched this one though yeah um I'm just saying that uh, that was a big deal to us that we could actually, you know, get Toxic Avenger. That's what that's one of the first things we rented was Toxic Avenger. Not much better than this. No, and that, that disturbed me because it had the kid getting run over mm-hmm, in the head. Mm-hmm. Maximum Overdrive disturbed me because then the kid so got good. the kid got run over by a steamroller and flattened. Yeah, I hated those special effects. Just they still stay with me because I saw them at such a young age. Um. I kind of like that movie now. I watched it recently, and it was... Maximum actually, Overdrive? I actually had a good time watching I've it. I've seen it so many times. I've watched it a Great lot. Great soundtrack, some some good stuff. And Why do people hate it so much? Because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not... It isn't it's bad. It's one-dimensional as hell. It's goofy. They, they I, I, People... Stephen, Stephen King's I'm Gonna Scare the Hell Out of You commercial. I think people yeah. got expectations that were unrealistic. It's a little cross-eyed in the, in the, in the commercial. And, uh, I mean, ultimately, it's... It's a it's a weird ass movie. It's a weird idea. I mean, Maximum it was Overdrive. based on a thing that was like six pages, and I don't think he really fleshed it out much more than that out an hour and a half. But I kind of like it. Didn't they make a? They did a remake of it. Well, they did Trucks, which was the original story. They did an adaptation of that. I think a few years ago, maybe longer now. I think they put a version on TV, a TV made movie of Maximum Overdrive. Is that wrong? I'm pretty. I think it's Trucks you're thinking of. No. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I think you're thinking about the uh, biopic about that famous actress, Maxine Bond's Overdrive. Yeah, I like that you said famous. That was the, actually the punch. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> TV. They, they did not make a, a TV version. The only thing is Trucks. That's the only other Maximum Overdrive adaptation there's ever been. You might be mistaking it for The Shining. Please, please, please. There's no way. I thought they did. But why would they? Like, why would they actually make a TV version of it? Because it wasn't a huge hit. It was a failure. Who made who? Oh, Brownwall comes in. That that soundtrack's great. That instrumental song DT that ACDC did for that, that they played throughout the film. It's magic. Yeah. That's a... That's a why were the machines so mad? Wasn't it like something, a comet? Or it was something? an alien. Like... No, and something like past Earth, like a comet passes too close to the Earth, or. Mm-hmm. But then they make the machine sentient. So why though? Hard hot wires it. I don't know. Not the deepest plot. Coke machine kills a guy. 
That's not the only time in the Stephen King movie a vending machine kills someone. Uh, Mangler? Tommyknockers. Oh. Ted Levine? I don't know. What? Anyway. <laughs> uh, the Tommyknockers, there's a guy that's killed by like a, a vending machine, like a car, like is just being zoomed out over the highway. Um, he's standing in the middle of the highway and he gets killed by it. That piss- that movie pisses me off. Tommyknockers? Yes. Why? Because it stole the title of my story about the first sex change. That's why it makes you mad? <laughs> That's an awful book and an awful movie. I read the book. Awful book. I One of the, his worst. The book was better than the movie. Well, so was... And is that, that was a TV miniseries, yeah. right? James Smith's Mark Helgenberger. No, you always like Mark, Mark Helgenberger. Jimmy Smith's riding that UFO at the end to his death. I don't remember that. Yeah, he's zooming off into space. I think Dreamcatcher blows that away. Well, I mean, that's... Yeah, of course. Yeah. But Dreamcatcher's bad, too. I kind of like it. <sighs> that might be one we have to do on this, then. I kind of like that movie. Because it is gross, and it has a weird... It's a really strange film. And you think about it... Lawrence Kasdan? What a... I, I would love to watch a movie with those leading actors together. Is it Lawrence? Did Lawrence Kasdan yeah, direct yeah, it? Yeah. What do you think he sounded like whenever he was talking about that film? Uh, you guys are gonna take a shit, and, and the shit weighs all will get you. Mm, have the best son. <laughs> um, Tim Oliphant, yep. Jason Lee, yep. Damian Lewis, yep. Duddits. <laughs> There's another person though besides yeah. who's the other one? Uh, and it's somebody great. They're all great. Donnie Wahlberg is Duddits, right? Yeah. Who's the other guy? Uh, let me think. Let's just Jason let's, Lee, let's, Tim Oliphant, let's Damon try, Lewis. Let's try to get it without Thomas Jane. Tommy Jane. Who gets is Damon? Who gets destroyed by a car at the start? Damon Lewis. Damon Lewis. If somebody gets run over by a car, but they live, they live. It might be him. Well, he becomes the evil. He gets possessed by. He doesn't. He has that weird like. Mr. Gray? Yeah, British accent. Remember, yeah. he's a... Well, he's British. But he but he has that really, yeah. like, cartoony British accent. Jason Lee may not die in the movie. I couldn't tell. Every, Oliphant dies. Everybody dies, right? Except Thomas Jane. Thomas hero. Jane does not. He's a hero, is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Damian Lewis, like, he escapes kind of, too. And Duddis. Actually, Duddis sacrifices himself at the end. Duddis dies before the end, doesn't he? I guess not. Duddis yeah. turns out to be hyper, super... One thing about that movie that doesn't work is the, the kid scenes in that movie aren't very good. Which is the opposite of most Stephen King. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But you, do you agree? It's like Sleepers, except that the kid scenes are bad. No, I agree. I, I don't remember a damn thing about them. And also the Dreamcatchers are also a music group. <laughs> the kids, they form a... Oh my God, can you imagine that? The Dreamcatchers mm-hmm. and the Sleepers touring together? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Great boy bands. I can't believe you like the Dream... You were on that set. I was on that set, and, and I had a bad experience, and yet I still kind of liked the movie. And you, you had a bad experience with Morgan Freeman. And why? Rude. Why was he rude? To you, just to you personally or everybody? He was rude to the whole crew of us because it was early on in the internet's uh, ascent into being a credible source of media. Right. Which is no longer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was negative 20 degrees below in Prince George, Canada. We had to fly a plane to a city. And then we had to fly a smaller plane to Regina. It's called Regina. And then we had to take these fucking snowcat type rides up into the fucking snows or whatever. We rode in some weird thing up into the fucking set. Super cold. Yep. So he was probably not having a great day doing this take where he gets out of a helicopter over and over again. 
But they he bring they bring him over and he looks at us and he goes, the internet. And, totally. he, and he prompted and he proceeded to respond to every question, repeating the question back to the person, like, oh, what would you, what would you do if you were alien invasion? Or you know, he so he never gave anybody a straight answer. He was just combative from the start. Ugh. Yeah, it's dog shit. Who are you there with? You remember? Uh, don't. Mm. I remember there's a photo of me getting off of a small plane that the that one of the other people took. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much else about it. I, I'm sure most of them are long out of the business. Do you? Do you? Uh, did you get to meet Oliphant or anybody else? Yeah, all of those. Folks. And those guys are nice. Lawrence Kasdan got to hang out with him. What do you sound like whenever you met with him? He's like, well, yeah, you guys are journalists, huh? Well, we'll see about that. Have you seen Wyatt Earp? Did he direct Wyatt Earp, too? Yeah. You do like that, I do like that. I'm a Kasdan fan. I mean, what is he? I like Grand Canyon. Big Chill. Uh, Solo? I thought he just wrote it. Nah. He wrote Raiders, Empire. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah. Grand Canyon. Accidental Tourist. There's no way Grand Canyon aged, aged well. There's no way. I, you know, here's the thing that you need to learn about me. Mm-hmm. If you just take a bunch of a, gr- a big group of actors and throw them together, I'm I'm in. That's all I need. Got a uh, Steve Martin in that movie as a as a movie producer. Kay Klein. Um and what's her face that I love? Jamie Lee Curtis. I'll think of her name. Mary McDonald. No, Mary Louise Parker. Oh yeah. So you know, if you go by that logic, my favorite film Dan Glover, you said that Cannibal Run, <laughs> which I desperately think we're due for a remake. Yeah, they could do that. Uh, uh, those, yeah, they could do that. Dreamcatcher. We'll we should. It. We, we should, should do it. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of an interesting movie. How many times am I going to have to be Lawrence Kasdan? <laughs> a lot. How many times am I going to have to be Duddit? <laughs> I feel like I can do a Kasdan too. Oh, yeah. all you have to do is just hold your nose. Just do it nasally. Yeah. I already have a nasally voice, kind of. A lot of. So, anyway, Beast Within. Classic. One of my favorites. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,